recapping from last time, uh, you guys were still in the runes. Uh, you guys finally decided to open up the the door across the hallway, the one door that you hadn't checked, and hoping that it didn't lead to more of the dungeon. Uh, upon opening the door, Jag goes in, finds a troll eating uh, over in the corner. Uh, the troll turned around, uh, says something unknown in, that he doesn't know, but Finn kind of just blatantly hearing just a little bit of it. Here's the word meal, food, things like that. In giant, at which point the troll starts charging towards Jag. Jag stays in the room, fights the troll, then eventually everybody else joins in the room and starts attacking the thing. He manages to take it down. Searching around the room, uh, you don't find uh, really anything in there. I don't think it was maybe maybe some coins. I think is what it was. Um, uh, just as before, in, before exiting, Griff kind of notices something off with the 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 torch sconces on the walls. One of them, most of them being torn off the walls or just completely destroyed. One not looking as you know obliterated as the rest of them. Uh, you guys managed to find a hidden passage that leads into a room with several uh, sepulchers and uh, a chest, not a large chest, like a medium to small chest, uh, on the other side of the room, urns, tapestries all around the room, things like that, braziers around the room. Uh, you guys then proceed to open every single coffin uh, with nothing happening, light every brazier with nothing happening, and then eventually you come up to the chest and look at it, and hey, there's an inscription on it, and the inscription says... Don't touch anything. No more monkeys jumping on the bed. <laughs> what did it say? It was a riddle. Something sky, something, something dark side, something, something, something ground. Behold, uh, that which is protected too must become one from underground and above cloud, and above cloud each must come. <laughs> so you guys looking at the lock, it's a very odd lock with a very sh- odd shaped keyhole. Uh, figure, okay, there's got to be a key somewhere. So you guys search the room, trying every little thing, not finding anything. Uh, I don't remember who, but somebody gets the right idea. Let's just pick up the chest. It's small enough, sure enough, you pick up the chest. The strength guy. And you're able to carry it around. So you leave the room, uh, going back into the troll room, upon which uh, Finn wants to go searching for a key in there. He looks around, manages to cobble together a key of sorts. Figuring, hey, this is absolutely going to work. Trying to convince the rest of you how that it is going to work. Uh, him knowing that this is absolutely the key, that this will work. Uh, hands it over to Hastos, at which point Hastos throws it on the floor and stomps on it, breaking the key. <laughs> An argument ensues. Dang straight. And then, uh, sure would have, buddy. Griff tries to use, I think, uh, his dagger. To try to pick the lock, at which point he is him and Jag are both blasted away from the chest as it falls to the ground. Still all intact, everything. Um, you guys pick it up, kind of spend a couple hours walking around the entire dungeon except for like one room, uh, looking for a key. No sign of any key whatsoever here. Uh, you manage to throw mud into the thing, nothing happens. 
keeping away from it, trying to keep away from it, uh, nothing really happens. Uh, you guys then leave the rooms upon which you guys are then attacked um, by what look like some mercenaries. Uh, you guys ended up setting up a trap inside the, the temple main area and uh, proceeded to take out several of them, if not all of them, one by one. Uh, the archer lady uh, managing to escape and get away. Um, but thankfully enough, did not spot your carriage with your driver. You guys managed to head back to town uh, and had spent... Uh, the night there, woke up the next morning and started doing investigating of your own. Um, Griff managed to contact one of his um, under basically his rogue, one of his rogue contacts, his thieves contacts. Um, and you guys kind of went around talking to some of the, the, the comic about things and not being able to find really any information whatsoever. Um, about the the guys that attacked you. Um, so you guys ended up waking up the next day, and that's where we're at. Um, Griff, you kind of get up in the morning. Uh, <clears throat> you wake up. Get ready for the day fairly early, a little bit earlier than the rest of them. Um, you head out to the... Uh, to the city, start walking around. Uh, your contact hasn't really come in contact with you. You kind of walk around. You want to go get some food, things like that. Um, when you get kind of very abruptly bumped into, very, very, not not like a normal kind of like bump into. This is a little bit harder than normal. Man bumps into you. Mm. As soon as he does, he turns around and says, "Sorry, sorry, I'm I'm, I'm late for supper." And leaves. Immediately check my wallet. Flippers still there. Everybody. Checking your other pocket, though. On the other side, you do find some papers on you that you haven't seen before. <laughs> no, not those. Um. <laughs> okay. Oh, dungeon master. No, thank you. <laughs> dungeon master. What dungeon master? My dungeon master. Oh. By the way... That is what I refer to him at all times. <laughs> by the way, by the way, okay. Dwight hey, hey, I need you to stop. I need you to stop, Phil. Stop for a second. Okay, very close. Listen, focus, focus. Okay, ready? You ready? The heirloom of Baron Ivar the family is a, a, that of the family crest. The family crest is a chimera head. The head of the dragon is cast in bronze and it has a gem in its mouth that is of a black sapphire that is on the left side. The right side is the head of the goat, which is cast in silver and has the, a ruby in its mouth. The lion's head is cast in gold, which is in the center, slightly lower than the other two, and has a blue diamond in that mouth. That is what the heirloom looks like. That is what their crest looks like. Got it? <laughs> I feel like I would know it if I said it. <laughs> Why didn't you say so? <laughs> anyway. So, uh, Griff, you kind of get this, you find this note, and you immediately head back to your home. Uh, go ahead and read the note to... Uh, to everybody. Now, I'm letting you know, you are the only one allowed to mess with that note. Because you are the only one that's allowed to, that is able to solve the note. Okay. But you can read it to everybody if you don't mind. 
Sure. Chaz Olson had always loved zealous Galen's Hope with its delicious dizzy dog. It was a place where he felt ambivalent. He was a grateful, sympathetic beer drinker with squat eyebrows and handsome arms. His friends saw him as a tame, teeny tiny toddler. Once, he had even made a cup of tea for a rich painter. That's the sort of man he was. Oh, this is Thieves Cat. <laughs> I'm glad you figured that out. The one ability a rogue very rarely gets to use. <laughs> Chaz walked over to the window and reflected on his quiet surroundings. The rain hammered like walking pigeons. Then he saw something in the distance, or rather someone. It was the figure of Annie Meadows. Annie was stingy was a stingy writer with charming eyebrows and hairy arms. Chaz gulped. He was not prepared for Annie. <clears throat> Chapter three. No. <laughs> As Chaz stepped outside and Annie came closer, there's a period there, so I had to stop. He could see the sore smile Actually, on her face. The font makes all the commas look like periods is what it is. Is that what that is? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I am here because I want a resolution, Annie bellowed in a particular tone. She slammed her fist against Chaz's chest with the force of 23 lizards. I freaking hit you, Chaz Olson. Why does it just look work? Uh, <laughs> Chaz looked back even when happy and still zestfully fingering the minuscule sandwich. Oh. <laughs> get a little, uh, get a little warm in here. Annie, I don't have the money. He replied. They looked at each other with calm feelings, like two curly, zippy, crowded cats sleeping at a very forgetful accident, which had flute music playing in the background, and two violent uncles rampaging to the beat. Jazz regarded Annie's charming eyebrows and hairy arms. He held out his hand. Let's not fight, he whispered gently. Oh, pondered Annie, violently scowling. Please, begged Jazz with puppy dog eyes. Annie looked active, her body blushing like a kaleidoscope, knobby kettle. Then Annie came inside for a nice drink of beer. Did you read something off of fanfiction.net? I mean... (laughs) I found the story generator online! Wow! It was like like a super weird Mad Lib. Yeah, no kidding. I love love how it just throws in there. Nobby kettle. Nobby kaleidoscoped kettle. I was like, where the heck did it get that? Oh, it's a it's like a kaleidoscopic that's like a kaleidoscopic knobby kettle. <laughs> what? What is this? That's just the, it was like it asked for like, okay, here's the name. Does it does the, the antagonist the protagonist like or dislike them? Ah, oh, they don't really like them. Okay. Well then it asks for like how do you describe this city? How do you decide their scenarios? What are some key features about this person? Things like that. And I was just like, I don't want to fill all this out. I was like, I'm just going to get random on each of them. Random it came, and there it is. Okay, yeah. I'm about but, to say, this is either Thieves Camp, <laughs> or we've met the first, you know, like, truly mad writer of Galen's Hope, and he's trying to publish his fan fiction. So, yeah. This is how he goes about it. That is a into people's pockets. Over. That is a Thieves Camp. And there is a hidden message in there. Alright. <laughs> I'm pretty sure so, that somebody really likes sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so basically, 
you spend several hours trying to decipher this. I'm gonna actually let you decipher this because there is there is a hidden message in there. <laughs> I want to see if you can actually figure it out. Me as a person. Yes, there is a real hidden message in there. What you got so far, Chris? Hmm. I think I may have missed a letter. I'm looking at this. That goes in there because I see an old guild's an old guild stop location unknown. There you go. I don't know what stop has to do with anything, but that... It's old-timey. Stop. Okay. Bingo. <laughs> Said period. Yeah. Set a voice into your head. Morris code, essentially, would be what it would be. So. Location unknown. So they told me what they know about the guild. It's an old guild. Stop. Location unknown. That's... For that symbol. A very elaborate note to give very little information. <laughs> Welcome to Beast. <laughs> See, like I said, there's, there's how it worked, you know. Yeah. That's that's why they say that thieves anyway communicate clearly quickly. <coughs> well, I mean, four, communicate four hours for a ten minute conversation, you know yes. that, yo. <laughs> It's going to be one of those, you know, Ocean's Eleven type of conversations. Was it, yeah, but was it, this was it signed is signed Treebeard. No, it was not. But so. That's like a five-second answer. Yeah. So an old guild Stop. location unknown. Yeah, I asked yeah. them to find me the information about the brooch, right? The brooch. Yes. The basically the symbol. So when does that letter get here? No, that, no, that was it. That was the letter. Oh, okay. The Sorry, loca- I, thought, the, I thought you were looking for a brooch. The brooch, essentially, like, uh, through through discerning this, he was able to find out that the brooch was connected to an old guild, but they have no idea where this so old guild has gone. Guilds here in town, or they don't know. Well, they don't. That's the thing. Like they don't know the location, so it's probably not in town. But they have no idea where. I it guess is. they didn't tell me what kind of guild it was. It was just an, it's like an old guild, like a guild that's been around for a while, you know. Uh, anyway, all right. So now that he's figured that out, <laughs> a couple of hours go by. He's like, "Aha!" You know, I know so. almost nothing more than I knew before. <laughs> They're an organization, and people don't know where they are. Gotcha. You could have guessed. Well, you could have guessed the information that they sent you is what it comes down to. It could have been worse. You could have had the note that just says, "Look behind you. Watch your back." You know. <laughs> Which would have been bad, you know, things like that. But you may, you managed to discern, you know, that that it is the the emblem of an old guild. But currently, it's where the whereabouts of that guild are currently unknown. They don't know where they might be. I say the gref- I made your breakfast. It's now cold. <laughs> so, what do you guys want to do? Would you say we were going with L L E L D A T H? Well, I don't want to leave this chest in the house. There's some reaction. Yeah, we'll likely invite the wrong kind of attention. Is there a bank we could put it in a safe deposit box or something? Uh, well, maybe we're, we're supposed to go back to the bank. That's the town. Well, I think that we should probably take this guy's uh, chest to him at this point. I don't know if there's do anything else. Then get paid and cash out of this. Maybe it'll pay us to do something else. Maybe you should run into his house and see if you could find the key. Did anyone try to identify with or do anything with it, like detect magic and stuff? 
Oh, we got, we got a pretty good I don't think yes, there is that. magic surrounding that box. No, we've done detect magic on it, and it's uh, got a magic field around it it's that if you put any kind of wrong keys in the keyhole, makes it explode. Angry. Would it be Except realistic to, to, to negotiate that he can keep the brooch, but we can keep anything else in the chest? If, if there happens to be more than one thing. Well, to do that, we'd have to have a key, wouldn't we? Or he'd have to have a key. But, yeah, I mean, if he wants it, if he wants what's in the chest, he has to open it. And then once yeah. he's open it, we can have... It's worth a shot, but out. I know that I'm not going to convince him of any of that. I think we're going to have to turn to our good old friend, Miss, Mr. Uh, hates talking to people over here. He's <sighs> apparently still up in his room. He's up in his room. Yep. I'll go knock on his door. Actually, my room's on the first floor. You actually, well, no, well, yeah, I guess you, just, I, I you were just, down, I you were right around the corner from the main door, that's how you opened it first. I was right. the guy that was like, what do you want? That's uh, true. Something, it's, something. It's, it's, Thief. It's, it's in the back. Yeah, you literally, like, called really me and then went in your room and shut the door again. I'll go knock on your door. Yo, I have his name. Estos. Hey, What? We're gonna need that silver tongue of yours. <sighs> if Aceus was a joking man, he'd go. You say okay, nope. <laughs> so yeah, we need you to try and talk the noble into letting us have anything else in the chest if you can open it without seeming too desperate. Fine. At least making sure we get paid for giving him a locked box. Oh, we'll get paid. Okay. Uh, say we went through enough trouble getting it and bring it back here. Obviously, it's quite viable. A bunch of people attacked us. I still, I still don't trust. Maybe it. that's the reason we should keep it. Yeah, it seemed too convenient that this magical lost chest suddenly had two suitors in the same amount of time. You know, at the same time, you're right. It's obviously something really good in there, but we can't get in anyways. Can we? I can. I can minor illusion a fake. I don't feel like that would. Just to see if he has a. Considering that the minor illusion stays in one spot and cannot be moved, it's a little bit difficult to do that. That's exactly what I would do with the minor illusion. I mean, so how would you get in the house? We would do the most ridiculous, grandiose entrance, like a sleight of hand thing, where we're like, we come in, we've got, we're carrying a chest. Someone holds up their cape, and they go, "Behold!" When they pull away, there's like, like a little, little chest on the floor. Again. One of those, like, uh, <laughs> like, like big serving platters, like, uh, like you, like you reveal dinner with the big, with the big silver lid on top. I mean, there's, there's, there's a number of ways that we can get around this. Let us think. <laughs> and now for another trick, we shall know. Open the chest. <laughs> like every time you move it, you put the lid back in place. You're like, shing. There it is. You close the lid. You cancel the spell. You move it. Sit down on the floor. Shing. Cast the spell again. <laughs> that was just like. Saying, is... and, and and really, we can we can we can even we can even minor illusion and open his chest and be like, look, it was empty. Yes. One might imagine. Now let's go home and take a sledgehammer to the real chest, and I'll die trying to open it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. And that's how the campaign ends. They were too greedy and basically killed themselves in doing it. Hashtag munchkin life. (laughs) Everybody wins when everyone's won. All right. I would just tell them we could not find the brooch, because we don't even know that's in the chest. We don't. We don't. This is the only thing we found, though, and I feel like he'll probably pay us. What did you find over in Arcadia? 
And whether we find it or not... I found three healing potions. <coughs> weren't you supposed to go find somebody that might be able to un... freaking magic chest? <coughs> you know what I mean? Frickin' muscle. I just said it. <laughs> Frickity frick! No, that was not my job. I was going to get three healing potions. Oh, I didn't I realize I had to be omnicompetent. Well, Mr. Omnicompetent locked himself yeah. in his room. I, he's, <laughs> yelling, he's yelling, I'm already walking for the front door. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'd like to head to Arcanum, uh, or whatever it's called, and uh, look for somebody who might be able to dispel Highlander magic. What are the rest of you doing? I can dispel magic. Tech off. <laughs> you can work on that while I'm gone. Well, I guess that I will... Um... Chris is like, I'm going to go turn the test in myself. <laughs> I just kind of walked away, and I don't feel like really doing anything about it. I'm pick up well, the test, set it on away. the table in the in the study, and like that everywhere I'll meet, and then just shut the door and lock it, and then just go and hang out in my room. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna go just to check the surrounding area of our place to see is there anybody watching us? Okay. Any anybody new hanging out, just kind of eyeing our so place? So two of you are going to Arcanium. Who's? I'm in the house. You're staying in the house. Yeah, You're walking around the house. The no, I would say these two are going to Arcanium. Uh, so rather than the, you know everybody was like, well let's go turn the chest in, and, and Hazos is like, I'm going another way, and then somebody else is like, I'll follow you, and then you know. <laughs> Wait, who said they followed me? Oh, thanks. <laughs> You're a leader. So I'm, then the other, I know. I'm okay with that because I... So then Griff and, and Finn decide to stay in the house and Jag goes running around to, to survey the area. Welcome. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Adventures in Poor Social Skills. Go ahead and give me a perception check, Jag. Okay. Eleven. Okay. You spend about... We pursue nothing. 20 minutes just kind of casually walking around the block, making it look like nothing conspicuous is going on, looking for anybody out of the ordinary. Doesn't seem like it. I mean, you see the couple, the occasional oddball that you normally see around town, but for the most part, you don't see anything that, you know, strikes you as, hey, you're being watched type of deal. Um, you get back to the house. The door's locked. Like it normally is? That's because Hastos locked it on his way out. No, Griff locked it on his way back up to his room. Don't have to sit there and watch that stupid chest. <laughs> mm-hmm. You get a knock? I, I, we don't all have keys. We're all kind of members. I'm not going to tell you what you're going to do. <laughs> you tell me what you're going to do. I go in. Well, you, the door's locked. Well, I assume I, I, th- I thought I would have a, have a key. Okay. I get my key out and open the door. <laughs> there you go. All right. <laughs> now, you don't assume. You have to actually say, I'm going to do this. I'll pull out my key unlock the door. Because you never know. He may have booby-trapped the door, and all of a sudden, boom, there you go. You've exploded. Well, I, I wouldn't assume our own door is booby trapped <laughs> 20 minutes after I left it. You never know. He might be super paranoid because he's got this big, expensive chest now in his house sitting in a study next to open windows. Maybe so. They're not open. I, I'm not paranoid enough. You don't know that right now. 
Page, you know. <coughs> yes, yeah, basically describe what you're going to do rather than just say I'm walking in the house. Well, the door's locked. You kind of have to do something before you open the door. It's like, you know, that, yeah. Do so. okay. you think I should try to spell magic? Yeah, man, it's worth a shot. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So, anyway, we're going to go to these guys here first, okay? So, you guys go to Arcanium. He's the only one in Arcanium. No, these two. Oh, you would do? By reputation, I know he has that. Said a word so and so, except when I said I'm going with person to go to. You know that there are a couple places around town. You manage to talk to some people, and they point you towards one specific shop called the Spellbound. Mm. So I make my way to this shop. Okay. I walk in. <coughs> the doors swing, and suddenly a. <laughs> I don't think you have prestidigitation. No, it's not prestidigitation. It's a bird. No, no, no. There's no bird in there making that sound. It'd be you making prestidigitation to have music play as you come in during the room. I think that the bird just does that every time anybody comes in the room. We've visited places like this before, and I know he expects it, and I message it to him. It's just called the Eastwood Chant. Oh, my God. He messages it to me. It's just the Eastwood Chant. All right. So, I walk in. It it looks like a, a fairly small shop for the main portion of it. There are a couple books, things like that, some scrolls up on shelves. Um, uh, as you guys kind of walk in a little bit, a, uh, a female uh, woman. Yep. <laughs> female woman. Many are. We have established <laughs> that she has ovaries. Um... A human woman walks into human the room. Human woman. Uh, dressed in, in, in purple robes and everything like that. She's got braided hair that goes down fairly long down her back. Um, she comes out and goes, says, can I help you? Are you messaging this to us back? No, he's just making music in his head. Can I help you? Um... I think so. Well, you should probably know that before you come into my shop. Should I? Do you need anything or are you just here to waste my time? I feel like a little of both. <laughs> we need we have a chest that is magically locked. How do you do with magically sealed chests? Fairly easy, depending on the magic. Mm. Well, this particular magic has a rather concussive effect. Okay. It, it likes to launch people across rooms. It's rather amusing, actually. But um, Well, did you know this before messing with it? Oh, we did not. You didn't know that there was magic on the chest before you messed with the chest? I don't know what they knew before they messed with the chest. They did not consult me before filling up the chest. Okay. Well, do you have the chest in in in, in possession so that I'm, I can maybe inspect it? We do have it in our possession. Well, where is it? It is at our guild hall. That's not in your possession. It is in my possession. Then you should be able to produce it right in front of me. Oh, no. I can't inspect something that is not here. We will pay you for your time to travel across the city with us. The tools I have are here. Mm. So perhaps you grab these tools and we go. I'd much prefer them to keep them in my house. Mm. We'd much prefer not to have the chest out in the open. Then we might be at a standstill. 
We might. Uh, can I suggest that I uh, produce a minor illusion that looks like the chest so she, I mean, I know that she won't be able to see, but just to see if there's any recollection that she may have of uh, chests of similar uh, making. Is that what you're going to do? Yes. You try to, but nothing happens. I say, if we could maybe escape to the street where the magic does work. <laughs> perhaps, perhaps you would come and look at the chest and determine whether or not it's within your skill cap. I'm currently busy with some items here that are quite volatile. I cannot leave the shop to potentially let a major disaster happen. Mm. If you were able to just bring it here, I could check it out. I'd like to speak with your manager. <laughs> I am the manager. Ah, uh, yes. Well, then perhaps uh, the store owner. I am the store owner. Ah, well then. Uh, who is your corporate contact? Do you not like coin? This has gone into the realm of wasting my time. Mm. Now, if you don't mind... One might consider that you are wasting our time. Well, then you can just leave. Thank you for your patronage. And she walks back into the back room. All right. We leave. <laughs> I do believe that is the uh, most squandered your 18 uh, charisma has ever been. <laughs> <laughs> that 18 charisma shines when I choose <laughs> Not a moment before or after. <laughs> Alright. So we walk back to the place. Back to, back to, to, to our guild okay. hall. Alright, so you two were doing something while this was going on. Hey, oh. Yep, we're going to try to spell magic. Okay. It's the third level. Okay. You start casting it on the chest. Okay. <laughs> spell completes. Okay. Said I missed that. So then I can detect Which magic one? and see Which if it works. <laughs> you're going to detect magic on the chest again? Mr. Well, I mean, otherwise, I I mean, I don't know if we removed it, if dispel magic worked. How would I know? And there, now we're at it again. I mean, you really, you really couldn't tell because there was nothing in the, there was nothing at the beginning that dictated any type of magic was on. So. Well, when we looked at it inside the temple, it had you a detect magic. Huh? <laughs> you use detect magic on. Well, right, I know, yeah. but I mean, to, I, to discern that, to discern that aura, they couldn't see it. You were the only one that could see that aura because right. you had cast that. And that's what I told them. Right. So what I'm saying, I tried to spell magic, but in order to be able to verify that it worked, work, I would have to cast detect magic again. Right? Okay. That's the structural muscles that go inside your spine. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Versus sticking yeah. something basically in the Okay, uh, I would like to cast detect magic okay. to verify and see if the spell magic works. Uh, a glowing aura goes around the chest. Okay, grip. What? It's still encased in magic. Oh. Well, that's not going to do it then. It's another glowing aura around it. Another Is one? it the same color? Yes, it's the oh, same. same color. So you cast. Uh, See, Finn, if Finn was a really big dick, he could have just said, "There's nothing there. Try opening it." <laughs> so no. did, it, did it at least go away for a second? No. Oh man. Well, he couldn't tell, well, considering that tell, it took a while I, between the two spells. So. I had to do the spell magic and then I had to do detect magic. Mm. Mm. So does he learn 
the properties of the magic according to the spell. Okay. Gets to learn what school it is, if any. But it's no different than before. It's really, really old that I don't it's something no. you can It's magic! Well, even then, it's an aura, so you don't get an entire Oh my goodness. So, detect magic. Okay. Shortly after you do that, uh, Hastos and Sahana come back into the house. Before I'm grumbling as I walk through the main area. Apparently before you do that, what? I was going to say, um, I'd like to, at some point when we're in an alley, when there's not a lot of people around or whatever, it's about midday, there's usually quite a few people around. Okay. Um, at some point though, I'd like to, not within, I mean, how, how much distance have we traveled? You're probably about... <clears throat> Around the house, about a hundred steps. No. <laughs> oh. uh, from the house, you're probably, you're probably about uh, fifteen to twenty minutes. Are they on the main line? Okay. So, like five, you know, at some point between between the magic shop and the house, I I'm, I'm looking for a flicker of um, minor illusion outside of the um, outside of the magic shop before we get home. Minimal people around as possible. Um, just because I'm frustrated by my minor illusion not working in the magic shop, and I just want to see if it was something about the box that I can't reproduce, or was it something in the magic shop that prevents the so what are you from, what are you trying to make? So I'm, trying to make? I'm trying to make a mini box okay. of the one that we have back home. Yeah. Um, it appears in the air, and then as you continue walking, it stays where like made we're talking like. Like instant flash, like not. I don't. I don't need to follow me home like a balloon. Well, it doesn't follow you because like, the image stays in one spot. It does not move. Yeah. So basically, it appears in your hand, and as you walk by, it continues. It stays in that right. spot. I drop it the minute it hits me. Okay. Yeah. Not shortly after. So. So you guys make it back home. Yep. Uh, where are they? In the living room, right when you walk in the door. Perfect. Do they have the chest? It's in the study. So they're in the study, not in the living room. Uh, oh, wherever. Yeah. We're downstairs. I call out thief. Hey, what's up? Do you have the chest? Yeah. I need you to take it down to some woman at some place named Spellbound. Um. Thoroughly unpleasant woman. I do not wish to deal with her again. But uh, she says that she may be able to remove the enchantment. Okay. I guess I can take it down there. Hey, big guy. Want to come with me? Sure. All right. I don't want to carry this thing around town by myself. That's fine. I don't want to be in this house again. I'll go. my room and slam <laughs> How many lumps do you let out on the way? At least five. Basically, he goes full teenager, stomps upstairs, slams the door. I am not upstairs. <laughs> I live on the main floor. 
make the point. He stomps up the stairs, stomps back down the stairs, goes to his room, and slams the door. I'd say that would be out of character for me. I do he not does open and thing. shut the door three times. Harumph! 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 Anyway. Yes. And then there's a, from the room, quietly, Harumph, I say! I'm, I'm down. I'll, I'd like to impress her with my magic by making this one appear. Okay. <laughs> All right, so everybody but Hastos goes back. So evidently, you know which door he went to, so great. Show us the way. All right, so you end up following Sahana back. We're over to Arcanium. Uh, he takes you to his shop. Uh, it's got a sign outside that says Spellbound. Um, walking in, you see the, 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 the small entryway room with books and scrolls around. <coughs> Shortly after walking in, a woman comes out and goes, says, can I help? Oh, you're back. Uh, it's lovely to see you again. Can I help you? Are you here to waste my time like your previous friends were? No, that does sound like him. Okay. Somewhere across the city, I harum. <laughs> <laughs> that, I'd also that, like uh, to point out that I did do the little uh, where, where, where I came in the door. I know he's out of range, but I still did it. Some random person on the street's like, what the heck? No, no, he's doing it in your ear. Oh, <laughs> I thought you said I was. He said no, he's definitely out of range. I received the message. I I so it, it just result, it just goes <laughs> to someone the nearest person. <laughs> anyway, what the? Yes. Uh, yeah. So I, he must have told you about the chest we had. He I told me that there was something on it. I couldn't. In, I couldn't inspect it to see if there was in, what was going on with it because there was nothing here. Okay. Now there is. I apologize about him. He is a little grumpy. I, yeah, I can kind of tell just mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, she grabs the chest from you, kind of looks at it, and goes, says, um, Give me a moment. Um, I'll be right back. So okay. she hands you the chest, kind of goes back into her room, comes back out, a couple books. She takes a look at the, at the chest for a moment there. <clears throat> she kind of starts running her fingers along the, uh, the inscription that's on it. Um, Kind of then kind of runs it down the, the seam of the chest and things like that. And she starts flipping through the books and everything like that. Very puzzled look on her face. And she's like, this, this is an odd one. I've never seen anything like this. Um, Can I say that uh, we were able to determine that it is a very old magic that's on this chest? Oh, I know it's old. I know it's old as well as I know that it's something that's never been done. If not, it's incredibly rare to do. Somebody has crafted a spell specifically for this chest. Well, that means somebody... Well... Because this, this chest is, is beyond my ability. I could have, I could have used the, my abilities to be able to unlock it. But this magic is way beyond that. They've created some type of spell that, when cast, all the pieces are together. Mm. But when the pieces are removed, the spell becomes unstable, thus creating a protection around it. Until all the pieces are brought back together, the spell remains intact. Even if you try to remove the spell from one of them, the other two pl- pieces that have the other pieces that have 
the spell on them reactivate instantly the spell that was there. It's it's a weird, very odd mechanism, a very odd device to be great for defense, for helping protect things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we noticed that. So the the only way really to disable the spell because once all the pieces are brought back together, that disables the spell. It brings it back to its stable point, at which point it dissipates. Because when the spell is cast, it's only for a brief moment that that's ca- that spell stays stable. As soon as those pieces are removed. It becomes unstable and it stays continuous mm-hmm. until all the pieces are brought back to bring it back stable. Mm-hmm. D- does the riddle on it give you any clue about what those pieces are? My assumption, it's probably the key. The riddle's pretty vague. I'm sure that it's just meant to be that last hint someone needs to figure out which pieces <coughs> they already knew about they're supposed to put in there. All right. Well, ma'am, thank you for your time. I'm going to put a gold piece on the counter. Nothing's free, I understand that. And uh, if you ever need anything solved, just call on us. We're the fixers. Have a great day. Is that what you've downloaded yourselves? It is now. (laughs) The fixers. <laughs> if you've got a problem, we'll fix it. I'm just figuring out. Check out the thing while my DJ revolves in there. I'm just waiting. Oh, sorry. If you got a problem, we'll solve it. Check out the beat while my DJ revolves in I'm eventually waiting for somebody to go say, We're bound to. We're the picker picker fixer. Anyway, all right. She says, Well, if you if you have any other questions that I might be able to help out, don't, don't hesitate to come by. Uh, just just you, one, ma'am. It looks like it's got a nice uh, shop with some good magical items in here. Uh, what do you have for sale? I currently don't sell any type of magical items. I more specialize in uh, spell production, mm-hmm. uh, such as disenchantments and, and you know, things like that. Since I am a wizard, I, I tend to produce those kinds of spells, mm-hmm. being able to detect magic, identify uh, arcane locks, things like that. Well, if I ever need a spell school, I'll call you. Right. Would you be willing to join the party? Perhaps replace one of our members. <laughs> I, I messaged her. An angry elf. Do you do birthday parties? <laughs> Nothing comes across. Do you do children's parties? She doesn't respond to anything that you that you try to say. Would there be anything in the shop that like I would be interested in, or? I mean, there might. You might. I, mean, I, I don't know. Just she doesn't really sell anything. I mean, there might be some books for reading, but you're probably gonna want to. You're probably want to stay in the shop to be able to read those. Uh, what's What's her name? I don't think I asked, ma'am. What's your name? <laughs> you're the first one to ask of this group. My name is Torali. All right, Torali. Nice to meet you. Um, Anything from the do you sell Do you sell potions? No, uh, but there are some in Arcanium that right. do sell potions that specialize in. You just do spell scrolls. I, I just do spells. I don't do scrolls, but I do spells uh, since a lot of the times people tend to need that kind of stuff. Adventurers such as yourselves tend to need that kind of stuff uh, figured out and identified and stuff like that. All right. Torali. T-O-R-A-L-L-I. Whoever need a uh, <coughs> curse removed or anything like that, we'll let you know. All right. And uh, have a great day, man. Thank you for your time. Thank you. We take off, and I guess we'll take the chest with us back to uh, the uh, 
Do they reveal? Were you, were you wanting to stop for potions somewhere? Uh, not really. I'm good. Oh, but before they, uh, I'll short the uh, guild crest that, the, that we have. Uh, that, that we you don't. Got. You don't have a guild crest. Or I, 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 he's talking about that brooch. Oh, the you're the, you're talking about okay. You're the, talking about the one with the the eye the, and the brooch yeah, from yeah, the bandits. Yes. So, uh, so uh, <coughs> do you recognize this? Um, possibly from a guild or. That is one I have not seen, no. Uh, the guilds around here, uh, they tend to wear those uh, sometimes, but that's one I have not seen uh, in this area, no. Okay. You trying to draw it? Yeah, you Four stones it. with I an eye in the center. Oh, four stones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like four square stones, basically? Oh, uh, yeah. Is there a... Uh, Market or anything around here that sells uh, fowl or birds or their small animals? And they're maybe over in the merchants' board. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Hand on okay. So right. you guys are all heading back. I'm gonna take the chest back with me if anybody wants to stay behind in the mark. In the. Would I recognize her? Is she the one that, or was that an elf? Half elf. It was a half elf. It was a half elf. She's a human woman. Okay. Just making sure. <laughs> where, where are you? So, Griff is going back to the house with the chest. Yep. Who's I'll coming head, with me? I'll head back with you. All right. Perfect. I'm gonna head back there. I'm gonna open the door loudly <laughs> and just say, "Wait, Sahana, what are you doing?" I'm gonna stop by, uh, head over to the market or merchant and see if I can draw up a, a raven and maybe a small cage. Okay. So, so, I'm gonna go head back to the. Are you coming with me? Yes. All right. I'm gonna head back to the uh, to our guild hall. I'm gonna open the door loudly, kind of stomp a little bit on the way in, and I'll be like. And then now that I've announced my presence like that, I'm gonna say, "Hey, Hastos, get yourself together. As soon as ever, as soon as uh, Sahana Sahana's back, we're gonna head out to the to meet the Baron. Open the chest, did you? I say as I open the door. Not at all. Uh, I told you she was unpleasant. <laughs> well, she wasn't useful for this, at least. That's all right. Someday she may have to cast a silence spell on you. <laughs> I'll pay her good money for that. For everyone. <laughs> She's actually quite pleasant with you. <laughs> but you're not going to convey that to Hastus. No, no. <laughs> just, just enough about social interactions not to disagree with people. <laughs> Well, actually, <laughs> um, actually, wasn't uh, with me. Adjust glasses. So you guys wait around for for a while. Um, you guys end up making lunch, having lunch. It's getting around two o'clock in the afternoon. You finally come back. Um, at the merchant or er, in the merchant ward, there was a like a pet shop. They didn't have anything in the ways of ravens or crows, but they had like parakeets and finches and cocktails, things like that. Um, typical pets. Not hatches. Get your not hatches. Black feathers. <laughs> there, you might be able to get that off of a couple of the the odd blackbirds, um, but for the most part, there's nothing in the ways of raven feathers or anything like that. Can I creepily so. offer the shop owners? Uh, copper for just feathers. I don't need the whole bird. <laughs> It'll just give. I mean, there's. He basically points to the back. He's like, "There's a trash can out in the alley that's got 
<laughs> refuse from the animals. I'm betting there's probably some feathers in there. I could sell the feathers? Oh, sure. <laughs> Again, there's an Etsy shop up the street. You guys should really connect. <laughs> so, I mean, that's where he points you. I mean, right. sure enough, out in the alley, there's a trash can that's got some refuse in there from the animals, and, and, and there are some feathers in there. You managed, I mean, you can, looking through it, you can find some. I like to pick up maybe just a dozen black feathers. Okay. Yeah, you can, I mean, you can find shapes and sizes. Mm-hmm. Not the not the cleanest, but yeah, it's fine. It's the middle ages. What are we hiding? <laughs> They've got, they got pick up. No, anyway, all right, Sahana eventually comes back to the house. Uh, you guys are kind of just waiting there for him. So we're going to the Baron? All right, everybody, glad you're back. Put your stuff away, man. It's time to head out and meet the Baron. Give him this chest and get paid. Tired of looking at it. It's not paying us any more money by sitting here. Well... Okay. And so I, I silently follow. I gather everyone up as, as much as they will actually follow me and open the door and, let's, and say, all right, guys, let's go. All right. So you guys make your make your way back up to the uh, the Baron's house, the fairly large mansion that's there. Um, guards let you pass the gate. You come up to the door. Um, knocking on the door, you're greeted by one of the, the servants of the Baron. Kind of gently escorts you in. You come into the big foyer, at which point the Baron kind of comes out of one of the rooms and kind of peeks out a little bit and then gets very excited. And he's like, you're back. Did Were you able to find the, the heirloom? He kind of looks around and he's like, where, no. where is it? We didn't I'll allow my associate to explain. We found a chest. A big chest. Big chest. Okay. Uh, there was no key. We presumed you had the key. I don't have any keys. I didn't know it was in a chest. Mm. Interesting. Where's uh, do you? I mean, do you have the chest here? We do. I produced the chest from my bag of holding. Apparently, you, know, you just put it in. Because I thought you well, said he was picking it up. I thought I carried it everywhere in the bag of holding. That's no, because they had brought it home from the. the I'm just going to say that we gave it to Jack okay. at some point. Oh, it's apparently Jag's got it. So you you call forth Jag, who brings it up, and he goes. I look in my bag, holding. Oh, that's right, Jag has it. <laughs> Everything's more impressive when it's presented by a minotaur. <laughs> All right. So he he looks at it and goes, says, "Well, were you able to find the key? There was no key present. Hmm. Do you know perhaps of any other location where perhaps any other information for this heirloom might be found?" I personally don't, but hold on a second. He calls out and goes, Wisdom! Moment comes by and you see a tiefling come around the corner, fairly old in in age. Um, looks like he's in his, his late 90s. Um, hair is beginning to grow very gray. It's losing a lot of its color. He's got a little bit of a hunch to him. He's slowly making his way in. He's got several books with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple of them kind of hanging off of cords that are, are strung about him and everything like that. He comes in and the Baron goes over to him. Uh, kind of whispers something to him and eventually Wisdom pulls out a book Starts walking over towards the the chest and looks around at the chest. He kind of examines the inscription, kind of you know touches it, feels it, and everything like that. Looks around the chest you know, and everything like that. He kind of motions with his 
waving hand towards a table for essentially you to put the chest on the table. I'll, I'll put it on the table. Okay. He begins to look at it and kind of just, I mean, very, okay. kind of slowly, he looks around, uh, grabs the book at a moment, flips it around, looks back at the chest, kind of touches one of the sides, comes back to his book, flips through it a little bit more. Can I make a perception check to see if it maybe looks like the same book that the other gal was using? Looking at it, it doesn't look like it is the same book. Okay. <laughs> he, uh, after several moments of this, he eventually takes the chest, puts the book down on the table next to it, takes the chest, kind of lifts it up, looks at the underside of the chest for a moment, puts the book, puts the chest back down, picks back the book up, starts flipping through the pages. Eventually, he turns to you guys and says, This chest is secured by an old and powerful magic. It is incredibly unique in that the magic cannot be removed it, it, because it's not all here. Apparently, the wrenches that stole the heirloom wanted to keep something more secure than just the heirloom. Something much more valuable and powerful must be in this chest for them to put such a powerful spell over top of it. The chest in its current state is being protected by a spell that has been broken into several pieces, three pieces to be exact. Through the research that I have done throughout the years, I've managed to find that this chest is potentially has one key that has been split into two. I know of one other that was doing some weird research into something of this. I, I counted it as just nonsense, but apparently this is what he was probably looking for. I don't know the location, but he may know. Unfortunately, he has been in dealings with some more seedier people hmm. and was removed from the town. Um, there was an incident long ago where they actually came to his home and the next thing we knew was there was a massive explosion and part of the house was gone hmm. as well as he was gone. Hmm. Do you have a name and a description of this man? We haven't seen him since then, and I don't have his name, but I do know that there was one recently, several, a couple of months ago, that actually had purchased a lot of land that the wizard's house was on. It still stands partially, though the walls and the roofs have been deteriorated, but there is one that has bought the land. I don't know his name, but he is a very rare and odd folk in the town, very rarely seen in these parts. He frequents one of the local tavern up in the merchant's ward known as the Mule's Kick. You might be able to find him there. From what I understand, he frequents it during the evening. I'm not sure what time he frequents it, but I know he does go there often. Fair. <coughs> so we know him when we see him. <laughs> Yes, you will, considering that he is an incredibly rare race of being known as a lizard folk. Mm. Not many are seen around this town, the city, because they are they tend to be very shunned. Mm. Well, thank you, 
We may be able to use this information. Will you hold the chest for now, Baron? Yes, and I would ask that you please find these key fragments wherever they may be. I know this is beyond what was asked of you, but I'm more will, more than willing to pay double for this. And as a show of good faith, I would like to give you guys something to potentially help you out with this endeavor. Well, we're never soon, one to turn away a good gesture. As soon as he does that, he motions for one of his servants to come, come near, who's standing against... Standing near the wall, holding a, a strong box, a small strong box, comes over to Hastos and hands it to Hastos. <clears throat> I hand it to Griff. What do you make of this, thief? I'll open it up and see what's in it. Inside the strong boss box, you see several vials inside the box, as well as uh, a scroll case. <clears throat> ah, magical things. What are these? It appears to be potions and a, and a spell scroll, I would imagine. Well, I, I wasn't really asking you. <laughs> I was asking the Baron. These will hopefully be able on to our behalf, On the behalf of all of us. These will hopefully be able to help you with your potential adventure into finding these key fragments. Mm. What are, these, is, are these randomized chests? Some might say... Uh, what are the chests in Overwatch called? Zip boxes. Yeah. No. Are, would you say no. this is a box of loot? No. It's that just, provides random gear. It's got a vi- It's got a bunch of vials in a spot. Yes. Yeah, so I asked, what are these? I'm asking specifically, what are they? <laughs> that's where you have to inspect them. No, we shouldn't have to inspect them. What kind of bonehead gives somebody a bunch of po- What if we drop the things in their explosive potions and it blows his house to kingdom come? What kind of moron hands dynamite to someone and says, Here's I gently dip my pinky into one of the bottles no, and taste. No, no, absolutely not. The the it, Baron the Baron basically goes and says they are, these are potions that'll be able to help you out uh, with healing and resistance and things like that. As soon as you taste the vial, you notice that it is a potion of greater healing. Mm. One of them. These are the good ones. You pull it out and you notice that there are several more, basically in the same coloration as that vial. Ten to be exact. Mm. There's about ten potions of greater healing here. And how many other potions do I see? Uh, well, hold on. First, I can actually tell you what the other ones look like. Because I think they're most likely they have descriptions. Uh, there's a grand total of 16 total potions. You know 10 of them. There are six others. And it's Uh, two of the potions, sorry. Are separated into brown, silver, and gray layers resembling bands of stone. Mm. If you shake the bottle, it fails to mix the colors. Hashtag stone skin. Nope. I'll dip my finger into that one and take a taste. You feel as though you feel a little bit lighter, as if you could potentially maybe climb mm. a little bit better. This one might be a potion of spider. Just climbing. Potion of climbing. <laughs> the other four, um, of course, they're not going to have, you know, essentially a description of them. Um, the other four look fairly similar, but at the same time, they have a little bit of a difference between them. Um, one of them is a more of a darker, superior color. Uh, another one has more of a blue tint to it. Um, another one has more of a red tint, and then there's a fourth. The fourth one has more of a 
purplish pinkish. Okay, there was four potions. Two of them are climbing. Yes, there are then the other four potions, because they're 16 total. Oh. So ten potions of greater healing, two potions of climbing. Yep. And then there are four potions that look fairly similar, but at the same time their colorations are different. Okay, so I will taste each Checking one. Checking each one, you manage to find out that these are all potions of resistance. One of them is to cold, one of them is to fire, one of them is to necrotic, and one of them is to psychic. Okay. <laughs> That's a lot of money, Miss Jess. And I'll just uh, open up this, the spell uh, case and look at it real quick. You said it was a spell scroll, or yeah? Well, it's a scroll case. So inside the scroll case is a spell scroll. Um, a little bit difficult for you to understand, but you managed to figure out that this is somewhat of a spell that um, your sorcerer might be able to figure out exactly what it is. I'll go ahead and hand the spell scroll over to. Uh, I can never remember your character's name. Sahana. Sahana. Yeah, it was Sahana. Many just call me Shadow. Yeah. Well, Shadow will work. What do you make of that, Sahana? It'll do. <laughs> It'll do. He doesn't want to tell you what it is, apparently. Oh, no. Also, uh, I'll, I'll figure out what it is. It's a scroll of watery sphere. And fire sphere, but water. I think that whatever it is, you'll be able to make best use of it. You can have. Sounds like we're going swimming. All right, so like it, like it, like it fell to make somebody else swim. Like you can, you can basically put a watery sphere somewhere. So okay, you can. Nice. Watery sphere is like the fire <laughs> sphere, but water one. Um, this is going to be way beyond your pay grade to be able to cast it, so it might, you have to be careful with it, um, because it is, if I can get to the right section of the book, it is a fourth level spell, uh, concentration up to a minute, you conjure a sphere of water in a five foot radius at a point at which you can see in range. The sphere can hover, but no more than 10 feet off the ground. The sphere remains for the spell's duration. Any creature in the sphere space must succeed in a strength saving throw. On a success, the creature is ejected from the space to the nearest unoccupied space of the creature's choice outside the sphere. A huge or large creature succeeds on the saving throw automatically, and a large or small creature can choose to fail it. On a failed save, a creature is restrained by the sphere and is engulfed by the water. At the end of each turn, a restrained target can repeat the saving throw, ending the effect on itself on a success. The sphere can restrain as many up to four medium creature, medium or small creatures, or one large creature. If the sphere restrains a creature that causes it to exceed the capacity at random, a random creature will be was, that was already restrained by the sphere falls out onto the land prone in a space within five feet of it. As an action, you can move the sphere up to 30 feet in a straight line. If it moves over a pit, a cliff, or other drop-off, it safely descends until it hovers 10 feet above the ground. A creature restrained by the sphere moves with it. You can ram the sphere into a creature, forcing them to make the saving throw. When the spell ends, the sphere falls to the ground and extinguishes all normal flame within 30 feet of it. Any creature restrained by the sphere is not prone in the space where it falls. The water then vanishes. I really want to combine this with Cone of Cold. 
Encased them in ice. You've got a scene on land going on. The watery sphere, because the spell scroll is kind of a one and done. Yes, it is a one and done. Um, It is a fourth level spell, so it is beyond your ability, but you can still cast it. You're just going to have to, you're going to have to try, you're essentially going to have to roll an arcane check to see if you actually succeed it. And then we don't have any casters in our party that are, uh, that can copy it. No, no wizards. Yeah, wizards. wizards are on. Yeah, you don't have any wizards that are able to copy that, and even then, they'd only be able to copy it into their book. Once they have it in their book, then they'd be able to put it in on spell scroll. Mm-hmm. Okay, something to hold on to. Maybe my friend back at uh, back at Spellbound. Yeah, there you go. Would be. Uh, She'd probably love to buy that off. Yeah. Good. Unless she already has it, you know. Or copy it and give it back. Or she might already be able to just do it herself. <laughs> That's true, too. There's no need for it. I didn't pick up that vibe from her. <laughs> yeah, okay. She, she didn't see it. All right. Fifth level spellcaster. So the Baron basically looks at you and says, hey, all right. So will you be able to go and get these key fragments? We should certainly endeavor to do so. I think we will be on our way at once. I bet if we just see from behind me, you see me looking in this in this little strong box, and I'm just like. <laughs> <laughs> Considering that it's probably worth like a couple thousands worth of gold right there, you're yes, like, yeah, I think he's good for his money. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll pay it up. <laughs> how much did we agree to do this job for? I forget. You didn't agree to it, but basically, through payment of potions, you've been more than happy to do it. Essentially, is what's ended up happening. Okay, I just want to get a sense of like, <coughs> do we need to renegotiate here? Right. He's already uh, he's already basically yeah, offered he, double he what he was going to pay you before. Yeah, yeah. I just want to have a sense for what that was. Yeah, now, yeah, the potions were just an upfront quote right. payment. Yeah, that's something that we asked for an advance payment. He just produced potions. Right, and fifteen so- potions. Which roughly equates to times 50, so 500 to 750 gold. Right. And now you have something even more, more, so yeah. Now we've got more, and we're still getting paid double, so... No, I get all that. I'm not questioning it. (laughs) It's just, what's our final payment going to be? No, just kind of in my mind going, like, like tallying and going, okay, what's what's this worth? I mean, if, if if he's expending this type of resource to track X down, then what is the value of X? Oh, oh well, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a personal error. It, it, it doesn't matter what it's worth right? if we try to sell it. Okay, so we head out, or what are we doing? Yeah, we're heading out. Okay. Unless Phil wants to roleplay for the next five minutes, actually negotiating a firm price. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 Phil doesn't care. He said he was leaving immediately. All right, let's go. Let's do it. I'm sure if that he's this going guy, to throw that kind of money away. He's going to pay as well. Yeah, if he's going to throw it up front, oh, throw it away up front for sure. All right. So you guys leave the manor. <coughs> start walking down the street. What do you want to do? Cast minor illusion to replace the chest. It is about three o'clock. Well, still pretty early. All right. Do we have any information that would actually help us know which direction to go? Because right now it just seems like guys. Find this somewhere. He said it was. We he said to go there, to the Mule Inn. Mule's or Kick. Mule's Kick. All right. Might as well go to the Mule's Kick Inn. That guy. He said, he's they, not going to be there till tonight, though. Is they he? They said the Merchant's Ward is where the Mule's Kick was at, and, the and that he tonight. arrives somewhere around the evening. All right. Which no potentially is in about an hour or so. so well, let's go to the there. let's go to the Merchant's Quarter and shop. 
Might as well, right? Count's Keep, what is in the Merchant's Quarter? The Merchant's Ward, do you mean? That's, I mean, it's food, stuffs for your house, things like that. There's a pet shop, obviously. Things. So I get seeds from my garden? Yeah. Cool. Get some herbs for some spices. You know, we're going to have to hire that that manservant or something. <laughs> I'll keep all the stuff while we're gone or your plants are going to die. <laughs> I'm very good at what I do. I have many skills. Is watering plants when you're not present for a week and a half one of them? I have an in-ground irrigation system. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of rainwater, a little bit of... <laughs> Right. So you guys head over to the Merchant's Ward. Are you going to shop around, or are you yeah. just going to go to the tavern? And I'm going to shop around. Out? We could probably uh, use a new table since I keep driving my dagger <laughs> to it every time I try to make a point. <laughs> you guys go back home. You notice that there's like letters inscribed on it with numbers, and he's just like... <laughs> <laughs> he's like, it's a freaking decoder ring! <laughs> Sell this table. It's my decoder ring for figuring out things that I get to me. <laughs> but it's only good for that side. toss it away for I'm decoding something new today. Get me a table. <laughs> what are you doing over there, Griff? I'm making a new decoder. Lay off me. <laughs> this is this is gonna become a thing. He's got lazy Susans that are just up on the top, you know, that he just keeps throwing away and buying a new lazy Susan to put up there. Before long, it's like I need to make him small. I've got like five end tables in the room, and people are like, "What is all this scribbling?" Oh, don't worry about that. It's fine. Just put him out back because you might. Be but please use a coaster. <laughs> right. The right. people come in. There's a tablecloth, and they're like, "Someone sent us a threatening letter in code." I think I'm like. Ha-ha! <laughs> I got it! <laughs> Start decoding. Like, seriously, you could do that. Like, inscribe letters all around the edge and then get a Lazy Susan with all the numbers and just sit there and rotate the Lazy Susan until yeah. it's the right. <laughs> as long as it's a slide side for you. <laughs> or, a, or a shift side. And throw you for a loop and you're like, dang it, I can't do a puzzle. <laughs> anyway. Alright. Curses, it's an anagram! So apparently you're doing... Furniture shopping? We could use a more comfortable <laughs> chair or two. <laughs> okay. Also, maybe they have a manservant store. I don't know. <laughs> uh, that might be... <laughs> That's going to be on the seedier side of the city. I'm not going in that one. Uh, I have at least some reputation to uphold. Is there any blacksmiths making magical weapons? No. There's probably some whitesmiths, too. <laughs> not my name well. All right. Anyway. That was actually a name for a silversmith, Whitesmith. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you managed to find a furniture shop. Oh, there's greensmiths. They work with copper. They're more than willing. You kind of go in. You see, like, several chairs made out of wood. They're finely crafted. Tables and things like oh, that. You see the man with the big mustache no. in the corner smack a chair. And his assistant goes, what was wrong with that one? Was too perfect. <laughs> Look, Look <man>. machine. <laughs> no. <clears throat> you hear the jangle of the bell as you come walking. In. Guy comes out of the back. He's got a he's got an apron on. So they had glass doors back then, huh? They had glass doors back then. With the no, it's just a, I mean, it's a wood door with glass. Yeah. <laughs> 
I mean, it's you've a well, got files. It's a well-paid servant next to the door. He just every time it opens, he goes ding. Shut <laughs> <laughs> <Shots>, son. <laughs> Man comes from the back with an apron and sawdust on him. He's like, "Yes, can I help you?" Hey, uh, so I'm looking for a comfortable chair, not too much padding. Uh, maybe something that's at least mid to high back. Oh, we have several of those. He points over in this, this wall. These are some really fine ones. What kind of wood are you looking for? Uh, the brown kind. Preferably the dark brown kind. What's that? Well, we have some in different variations. Um, more along that you can get some of the, the cheaper ones that are roughly about like 20 to 30 silver oh, pieces. No, or anything anything cheap. It's got to stand up to these two guys sitting in there. Oh, well, then you're probably going to want to go with these. <laughs> he points at one that looks like it's a very deep, dark wood. You know, very sturdy looking, too. It's got it's uh, it's got some it's pretty good stuff. Very nicely embroidered seat cushion on it and everything like that. It could looks like it could hold up to, to time for a while. Several thousand sits, you know, things like that. <laughs> uh, it's it's 1,000 acerated. <laughs> he looks at, he goes, this, this will, these chairs usually run about 15 gold apiece. Okay. I'll take a set of five. All right. He's Did like, you embroider each of our initials in the seat cushions? That's probably going to cost you about a gold each cushion. <laughs> I'm throwing down, what is this? I'm, I'm throwing down, uh... 30, 60, 75 gold. 75 gold, and you can't pay for some stitching on the sleeve? I'm not looking for a new chair. <laughs> well, you're getting one anyways. I give him zero. He takes your gold, he walks into the back, you hear, you hear a little bit of like, what sounds like wood hitting itself and things like that. He comes back out. Ow! Five Ow! Ow! <laughs> He comes back out with five of the, the chairs very nicely. They've got more of a, of a, a red velvet on them with a very elaborate a filigree embroidery on them and like a gold thread and everything. Very nice. Do you have anyone who does deliveries? Yeah. I can potentially acquire someone, yes. Could I have these delivered tomorrow at, uh, at 11 a.m.? Sure. We can do that. Thank you very much. All right. <coughs> All right. Is that all you need? Otherwise, we're doing a weird thing where I carry the chairs around all evening. (laughs) He goes to the tavern, don't worry, we got our own seats. (laughs) He's like, I have this really weird germophobia. Uh, (laughs) All right. Uh, He looks at you and says, is is there anything else you need? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I look over and I'm like, hey, Stos, what's your last name? I don't use it. Cool. What do you want on your chair? The drow is dead. Right. Can you just embroider a life is suffering on this guy's chair? <laughs> How much gold would that be? About a gold to do that. Here's a gold. All right. <laughs> the drow or life is suffering? Is that what it says? Like, yes. Okay. All right. Uh, Comes out with Philip says life is suffering. <laughs> you for the first time think you see Hastos smile. <laughs> The chair. It's gonna be embroidered on the chair. Yeah, it's embroidered on the seat cushion, right where you know, right where the legs sit up front. You know, every day you're like, oh, look at that. That one's mine. <sighs> Life is suffering, <laughs> but I'm not suffering on this brand new chair. 
It's like sitting on a cloud. <laughs> it's like the life is it's very ironic. Life is suffering, but I feel super comfortable. Yeah. What, is, what, is, yeah. what, what is this? It's like it's like the price is right for oh Buddhists. All life is suffering, but you won't be suffering on this brand new chair. Gosh. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so he takes it hold. And, you know, he, he makes a little bit of a note, kind of sticks it to one of the chairs. Are you ready? Here he goes. Life is suffering. Yeah, I can't read that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Having a charisma. 18, 18 charisma. 18 charisma. Life is suffering. But you won't be suffering on this brand new chair! <laughs> It'll be like life is suffering and using it. It'll be like, come over here and sit on Daddy's lap. No. <laughs> Let's suffer together. That was uh, donuts. <laughs> yeah, that was donuts. If only he had more charisma. If only he had more charisma. <laughs> Donut would be saying, "How about you come over here and sit on that guy's lap?" <laughs> Wait, what? No! Oh, oh, dang it! I did it again. <laughs> lap, good seat. <laughs> anyway, all right. <laughs> so the shout keeps us. Is that all you need? Yes. All right. Thank you. Well, thank you for your time. I hope you can come back sometime soon. And if you need anything else, I I will let you know. If I ever need to make another decoder table. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's see. I have to lower my gold count by seventy five. 76 or 76. Oh, you're The right, gold for the embroidery yeah, of life is suffering. You're so right. You are so right. It is very ironic. Life is suffering, but not on this chair. <laughs> you all of a sudden come back and you see it like carved into the back on it. It says, not in this chair. That's <laughs> <laughs> a chair of embroidered it, not your chair. <laughs> Whose chair is this? Nacho chair. Nacho chair. All right. What do you guys want to do after uh, shopping like this? Cheers. You make your way to the meal cake. This guy's got to find some seeds. No, I don't. I was being sarcastic. <laughs> He's like, no, we've already shopped for chairs. I'm good. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have to plant my vegetables and stuff. I had, I had in one of the other groups, the guy went hat shopping and bought two purple fedoras with green feathers in them. I've already got a sun hat. <laughs> he also managed to make a paper pirate hat. <laughs> Of a newspaper was the Joker playing at your last party? <laughs> he already has a super low intelligence. On top of that, he's already got his intelligence sucked out of him by an intellect devourer. So he's not the brightest bulb in the group. <laughs> but no, he's a fighter running around with a purple fedora and a green feather coming out of the. I mean, I guess fifth edition helmets are unnecessary. So sure, why not? It's something weird. It's a dragonborn fighter with purple fedora. You know, whatever. <laughs> so anyway, anyway we'll all right. Go to that, that end now. The, I mules, guess. the mules kick tavern. Yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, you guys kind of wander around the market market ward for a while. You eventually come and see basically a sign hanging outside one of the one of the places. Basically, looks like a mule kicking. You kind of assume, well, that's got to be the mule's kick. You know, things like that. Uh, coming into it, you definitely can tell that it's a tavern. It's got a big old bar out on the side. It's got several chairs and tables and everything like that. A couple patrons here and there. Um, looking around, you don't really see any lizard folk. I mean, you see Dragonborn, but looking at them, they, I mean, they look like Dragonborn. They've 
they've got no tails, they look very dragon-esque, whereas you kind of know that lizard folk, they look like lizards, they have tails and things like that. They look a little less dragon-like. So, cool. And behind the bar, you do see that there is a uh, dragonborn woman uh, back there serving drinks to a couple of the uh, the patrons. Might as well talk to her. I think Gesh was in the wrong story on the last campaign. <laughs> <laughs> Never came across oh, one drink, guys. <laughs> I'm going to apologize for this in advance, but here we go. Oh, yeah, there's a lot more tail in this campaign. <laughs> Somewhere with the with the lady at the tavern because you were the only really nice one. That's true. <laughs> it was taller than, than four feet. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all right. So you guys are in the tavern. What do you want to do? Um, sit down and relax. I guess I'll go have a seat at the bar and order a drink and uh, start talking to the. Uh... I too shall have a drink. All right. So it's lovely. I'd like to find a dark corner. Booth uh, table somewhere. There's a table off on the side. He misses his queen. I'm gonna go see where. Okay. <laughs> Two guys brooding in the corner. <laughs> nah, you said you were going. You're going. You can go have a one-on-one moment with 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 Sahana. I just Jack. What do you want to sit? I want to sit and I'll I'll have. Two drinks. <laughs> where are you gonna where are you going? You're going up to the bar with the other two? Two, okay. two drinks. Alright. Well we've got a we've got a guy drinking here. I mean yeah, two drinks to a minotaur is probably like half of one normally. You're gonna have a seat with me? Sure. Okay. Alright. You guys come up, the Dragonborn lady goes and says, Welcome to the Mule's Kick, how can I help you? Oh, well I thought maybe I could uh, order a drink and have a short conversation. Why not? What do you want? Uh, let's take a dark ass. Okay. Your friends drinking anything? I have to ask them. <laughs> uh, sure. Uh, two ales. Okay. He's <laughs> like, I want a fright. <laughs> two ales. <laughs> How about your uh, colorful friend over here? Oh, I'm sure he needs one. Hey, man, what do you want to drink? Take the edge off. Green dragon. <laughs> don't have that. We have something similar to it. And she kind of reaches underneath the counter and brings up a what looks like a, a almost like a growler bottle. A little bit smaller. Kind of hands it to you. He says, there you go. Mm, good. It's going to be... <laughs> a bottle of what similar to what she thinks would be green dragon. Yeah. Um, but I'll have a whiskey. So you're getting two. You're getting two ales. Dark ale. <laughs> no, she handed you a special drink. So that's gonna be about. That'll be five gold. Good. I put the five gold on the table. I'll have a whiskey. <laughs> All right. Sorry. Hold on. Let me turn on my charisma, please. <laughs> <laughs> Did you want the drink that I gave you, or would you rather have that? I'm taking it with me. You want both of them? Yeah. Why not? All right. So she reaches for another bottle, pours you a drink in a little cup. Whatever hands it to you, that's another yeah. gold. All right. Throw it down on the table. Okay. So, just out of curiosity, have you seen any other dragonborn in here? I'm looking for a merchant who normally, uh, I hear drinks here in the evening. 
He's a lizard folk? Oh, I'm looking for, sorry. Looking for a, a lizard folk merchant. After one sip? I, I swear it said it was Dragonborn. No, it's a lizard folk. They said they no, look like Dragonborn, dragonborn but they're born. more... There's Dragonborn in there, but you don't see any lizard folk. I thought it was a wizard. No, it's a no, lizard folk wizard. It, it is a lizard folk wizard. Wizard. Yeah. It's a lizard wizard. Isn't he also? Am I wrong? Is he also a merchant? Did I miss no. that too? No. It's just, it's the, just merchant. the merchant. The mule's kick is in the merchant's ward. Okay. That's yeah. Have you? Well, I guess I'm all messed up. But have you seen a uh, a lizard folk wizard who drinks here in the evenings? Yeah, he usually comes between somewhere between four and seven. Um, all right. It's getting close to about that time he comes in there. He's very. He's not very. It's not. Punctual at exact time, he kind of it's random at times, but he tends to come in, orders a drink, sits down at one of the tables by himself, then leaves. He's not here very long. Okay, well, do me a favor. I don't want to miss him. I just have uh, I have a couple questions for him. I slide a uh, I slide a couple more gold pieces across the table, and I say, just if he comes in, why not to me? Not to All right. Me. All right. I do want to miss him. Okay. Um, moment goes by. <laughs> <laughs> couple patrons go and leave things like that hey so at one point in time something catches you off in the corner of your eye don't think much of it I keep, well, which, keep, which is it? Keep, you keep does yourself, it catch me off it catches, or does it, not? it catches you off it's, it's very odd but you're like no I couldn't <clears throat> eventually you hear hey Sos is that you? Oh my god! <laughs> it's you! <laughs> hey Sos, it is you! I haven't seen you in so long. He's been don't you do you not recognize me? Of course I recognize you! <laughs> you guy! You It's me, Vidalis! Ah, Vidalis, yes. <laughs> How I've missed you so. That's a lot. I've been brooding and killing things. It's life is suffering. Why? Okay, you that's, have been drinking that. That, is, that has been that has been. That is my husband ride. Some American. Where? What? How? How have you been? What is? What's been going on? I mean, it's been so long since we've seen each other. Do you want to do a history check to make sure you know who this guy is? Of course, I know who this guy is. It's Vidalia. <laughs> no. Vidalia. Medallia the Onion. Yes. Yeah, let's do a history check to see if I've erased that part of that from my brain. Actually, I think I have a proficiency in history. Oh, I didn't mark them. I'll show you on me. Looks like... Oh, no, just a seven. It takes you a while... But luckily, with eighteen the, charisma, fake it till you make it, baby. The name does sound very familiar. It's been a long time since you've heard the names, considering that you haven't heard that name since before the attack on your town. Sure. Um, well, I presume so, since right after the attack, I became more. He it kind of becomes a little bit more familiar as time goes on, considering that it is a. Aladrin standing in front of you. Mm-hmm. Him being in the spring season. Um, Looking a little blue, is he? 
That's or no, winter. that's green. Sorry, that's winter. Spring is is more of the 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 greenish. Yes. Yeah. So, um, he looks at you and says, "How uh, how how are things? Where what have you been up to?" I don't know that you'd actually want to know. Things have not been great, Fatalist. Well, you remember when I used to call you the Dalian? It was hilarious. Not really. Well, it's been a long time. I'm sure you've forgotten. <clears throat> I remember quite a bit. I'm a, I am a little older than you. That's true, but mine like a steel trap, this one. Um, as, as he keeps talking, I'm just going to keep pointing to the bottle of whiskey. <laughs> so like you can't well, see because you're facing him, I'm just walking this <coughs> doing this. Behind your back, pointing at the whiskey. Well, he's like, well, I mean, I'd love to be able to catch up to you. You want to sit over here? And he points to the table that he was sitting at. Um. Yeah, I'm good for that. Okay. Go over and sit at the table. Sit there for us. So, so what's what's been going? I haven't seen you since the the attack on the on the town. And so Hastus begins to fill the Dallas in the Dallas. What the Dallas? Yep, there you go. Dallas. Oh my gosh, she's an onion. Um, oh, that's Vidalia. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is like a onion from Dallas. It's yeah. Dallas. Yeah. There's a lot of backstory here that I right. really not want to explain. <laughs> that and that's fine. So he he kind of turns like, wow, that's that was a that was a very long. I mean, you've gone through a lot. Um, wow! How, how did you? How did you manage to, to survive the attack? If I, if you don't mind me asking. I don't know. We fought, and I don't know. I don't. It, she, they, she, they should have killed all of us. Well, I mean, I mean, I mean, I'm, I, I obviously I managed to escape somehow, but I mean, I, I was he wasn't curious. there for it. Huh? He, I haven't seen him since before the attack. Right. So he wasn't well, there. He, but he was. He, well, he, he he's telling you. He's, he's like, got to set your story I mean, straight, man. He's like, I, you don't remember seeing him since before. You haven't seen him since before the attack. So, but he managed. He's like, I managed to escape. I was just curious as to how you did it. Who mm. survived? I mean, did you did you go? Did you hide somewhere? Or, or of course not. Why would I hide? There was a guardsman for fifty years. Mm. Well, you were quite a ways from the main city walls, considering that you were a farmer out in the fields. Yes, they hit us first. I don't know how we survived. They probably moved on from us. To be honest, they hit the city just as hard as they hit us. So I don't know that they even stood behind to actually do anything. We just killed off the spiders that attacked us, and then had to do a body count. It was hell. No, I know. I mean, I mean, they they managed to get to my area where we were farming. <clears throat> I mean, I was lucky enough to run into the woods and and find a tree to be able to get up and get away from the things that were chasing me. I mean, it, the spiders. Well, that was the odd part. Is I climbed up in the tree. And didn't see anything, and then I saw men running through the woods towards the city. Men? Men. Hooded men, cloaked men, running towards the city. 
Shortly after, several minutes later, I saw them coming back with a ladron tied up. That's not possible. They had them tied up, and they were actually sitting there waiting underneath my tree. I managed to keep myself quiet long enough. This is not possible. They attacked us. She attacked us with spiders. That's... I'm just telling you what I saw. I saw them carry off a ladron. They sat there for a moment, and then a woman coming out of the, the, the trees with a spider alongside her begins to start talking to them. She looked like she was she might have been a drow. They had they had a very odd conversation. It was very odd in my book. I couldn't quite make out a lot of it because there was a lot of noise coming from the attack. But at one point in time, I did see that it started getting very heated. The one man she was talking to began to start pointing and making very aggressive gestures at her. Slay him. And then at one point in time, the guy goes, says, Don't you pull that hocus pocus on me. I will swear. And then immediately she yells out, Silence. She's like, and, and the man goes, says, Don't you tell me to silence, Adrian. And all of a sudden, like, spiders start coming from the forest. And immediately the guy, the men that were standing around, looked very uneased by, by the, her presence. Eventually... It almost became completely silent. You couldn't hear anything come over. She started making slight hand gestures, things like that. And the next thing I know, she's tossing a bag of coin down at his feet, snaps her fingers. The spiders take and pick up the Eladrin, and they walk off into the woods. The men eventually compose themselves, and they walk off in the other direction. Did you hear this man's name? I didn't hear his name. He just shouted her name. Adrian. That was the only name that was yelled. This is new information. Thank you for doing this to me. I'm glad that you were able to, to survive. <clears throat> Knowing that potentially some of our people might still be alive. Don't worry for them. Well, I would be considering that the drow are not known for being merciless slave owners. Mm. Well, that's I'm merciful. I leave anyone alive. I found their bodies in a cave, sacrificed in a ritual. How many? I don't recall. There were too many. My child was among them. There were several. There were several that were taken. The drow I are. Hear your the drow are known for taking slaves, hmm. and they I tend to come to the surface to be able to hunt for those. You're very keen on interrupting Adonis. I don't remember that about you. Dallas, I'll be straight with you. I'm not the elf that you knew or Aladdin's people. Um, we are not of the same world anymore. Oh, I, I thank know. you for this information. And I turn to the bar and put about 10 gold down and say, buy this man whatever he wants to drink. 
And with that, I stand and leave. He says, thank you. And as soon as he does, he's, he's about to say something else to you. But just then the door opens up and... Um, a figure walks into the room and he kind of gets a bit of an uneasiness. He's like, uh, thank you. Uh, uh, Lamalia, just put it, put it on my tab. And he kind of scurries out of the, the tavern. You see, you notice that a couple other patrons, they kind of look up at the figure and they're kind of like a little worried themselves. They kind of quickly finish their drinks and leave their coin on the table and kind of take off as well. <laughs> the figure walks up to the bar. We already know that the figure is a lizard person. Robe covering his head. He kind of comes up to the bar, up to Lamalia, and he goes, and he goes, says, drink. She hands him the drink, and he kind of sits down. You notice that as he turns away underneath his robe, a tail kind of swishes around as he walks to the table and sits down. She kind of comes over to your side of the bar, and she kind of taps on, on the bar. I do, I, um, I do my thumbs up at him and I look at her. She, uh, I imagine, nods. Is that thank you? I pick up, uh, I take out a, uh, I say thank you, what's my, what do I owe? What do you owe for what? My drink. We settled up. You right. already, you already paid for the drink. Perfect. Thank you. And I stand up and I, I take my drink with me and I sit down across the table from the lizard man. Say, hi, mind if I have a seat? I'm going to cast Detect Thoughts. Okay. On the lizard person. Okay. Uh, It's concentration uh, up to a minute. Um, I very quietly cast my thing. I should be able to learn their surface thoughts without alerting them that I'm reading their thoughts. And if I want to dig deeper, I can, but that alerts them to the fact that their mind is being read. I suddenly feel a hand in my head. Hey, you, stop it. <laughs> Hastos does not abide by the Geneva Convention. Uh, uh, usually, when the surface thoughts of the creature, what's the most on its mind at the moment? As an action, you can either shift your attention to another creature or go deeper. Um, reading kind of those surface thoughts you hear, you, you start hearing just a random jumble of numbers and words, and it it's it's kind of hard because he's kind of all over the place. Like he jumps from one subject, he goes, This is that would work good to plus 13, 14, 15, 24, 38. It's kind of just jumps all over. Like his mind isn't really focused. It kind of just keeps going sporadically over all over the place. He's not really focused on much of anything. Um, and then, I mean, I mean, I mean, as soon as you do that as well, you hear, What's this guy doing here? And then he goes back to, you know, doing some other things, you know, calculations and, and you know, things like that. Um, he looks at you and goes, sure. Thank you. You look like you got a lot on your mind, so I won't yes. take much of your time. I was told by Baron 
Wisdom. Baron Wisdom? No, Wisdom. I was told by Wisdom. The Baron's... I can't remember. What's his face? Wisdom is his... Wisdom is his name. Wisdom is the scholar that the Baron has. The Baron, one of of the local Baron's scholars. The old one. That's what you should tell him. I thought it written down. Baron Lug, Dragonmire, Morad, Ivor, fourth Earl of Elfred, Knight of the Court of Melkor. <laughs> Let's distill so that Baron down. Ludwig or Baron Ivar. You could either do Baron Ludwig. Yes. By the way, Chris, questions uh, verbally directed at the target creature naturally shape the course of its thoughts, so this spell is particularly effective as part of an interrogation. Hint, hint. Mentionage. I was told by. Well, he doesn't really know that because he's not. Yeah. Completely familiar with that spell. No, he wouldn't be. But he knows he knows how I operate. It's true, we've done this. He knows I'm probably reading in the man's okay. or the creature's thoughts. So I was told by Baron uh, Ludwig Ivor that you uh, or his his court mage wisdom that you might know the location of a couple of keys we need for a chest. No key. Any new information on the surface? He's, I mean, he's going through, you, you hear the jumbling, and then he's like, what kind of key, what are they talking about? I don't know what it's important that they need. Well, let me describe it for you. I, 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 I found a chest that had a, uh, that had a magic spell on it. The spell itself was split into three pieces. The chest is one of them, and the key was one piece, but then that piece was split in two. Anyways, you see what I'm getting at. You kind of hear in his size this, like, interesting thing that's odd and very What's your, uh... Charisma? Actually, what's your wisdom? My wisdom is... 16? I feel like you wouldn't necessarily do all that information. (laughs) Too late. (laughs) So, the long and short of it is, I need a way to find those two pieces that are still part of the spell. I was told you might be able to help us with that. No key. How loud is the conversation? It's kind of it's it's kind of hard to, to hear it from being that far away because they're more they're closer to the bar a little bit farther towards the door where you guys are off in the corner. You and right. Finn. Let's try one more thing and see if you've heard of it. There was a riddle on the box and it said, "To hold that which is protected, two must become one. Uh, from underground and above cloud, each must come." No. 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 You are giving the whole house away. Like you have told him every pertinent detail. He might as well go look for the keys himself. So he doesn't have the one part he needs. He doesn't have the chest. Well, that's true. But if this person is nefarious in any way, he may have means. You, I mean, you hear, you hear through his mind. He's like. I don't, know anything, but I don't have the ability to message. So this conversation that, happened. That was a meta conversation. Basically, Phil fussing at Chris for being too forthcoming. Right. No, I understand. In Hastos's opinion. No. But Hastos is not going to say anything because he's focusing on detecting the creature's thoughts. Hmm. Anyway. Well, I was told you could help. So let's see if this helps focus your mind. What do you want? Nothing from you. Nothing. It's nothing at all that a person with connections. Proper introduction. Okay. So, uh, but do you, uh, Peter? Don't trust. Don't trust. Don't trust a man who doesn't properly introduce. Yeah. Oh, you're, uh, wasting my time. Your personal colors are showing. 
I think I understand. I apologize. I forgot that you can, that uh, in your culture, custom is very important. My name is, my name is, uh, man, what is Griff's last name? <laughs> my name is Griffith Hughes. I'm the leader of a local guild here in town. Uh, the Fixers, you may have heard of us. It's nice to meet you. Never heard of a guild name that. Well, then I guess we need to try a little harder. But we're working on it. We've been hired by a baron in town to solve a problem for him. And we are about halfway there, but uh, we need expertise of someone who's a little bit studied in the magical arts. I don't know anything about key. No keys. Mm. <clears throat> I understand. Can I walk over to the bar and grab something? Let me, now that I've introduced you to, now that I've introduced myself, I apologize for that. Perhaps it's more proper if I introduce uh, my associate. This is my good friend, and I'll point to you, Haster. Or, hey, sorry, Hastos. Where did I get Haster from? Hastos. Is Haster like a, like a demon or something? So yeah, something like that, yeah. yeah. Anything to drink, come up and talk to me. This is my associate, Hastos. I'll, I think he might be able to fill you in on what the details a little bit more than I can. But we'll make it worth your time. I don't know anything about chest. Don't know anything about feet. So, takes a couple more drinks of his drink. <coughs> As I'm over ordering a drink from the bar, I'd like to message my friend Griff. Go, uh, Griff, uh, he just bought the land from the crazy people from before. Uh, maybe we should just ask if we could go out and, and, and see the place. Like from where the guy disappeared, right? Like the, there was an explosion and... Mm-hmm. Expert polishes off his ale. <laughs> Hearing his friend's thoughts and his thoughts. Welcome to thought for your thoughts. Great. I have a different idea. So we hear that you recently purchased some land. You kind of. Any new surface thoughts? What do they want? What do they need? What are they sealing? We would appreciate it if you allowed us to search. No. 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 We're done. He takes his drink, drinks it really quick, and kind of gets up. He's like, thank you for your conversation. Nothing. Sorry, Cam. As he stands up and goes, I'm going to make a wisdom saving throw. To do what? Uh, sorry. I'm going to probe deeper, and then he has to make a wisdom saving throw. To not discern what's going on? Uh, no, he, uh, he's making a wisdom saving throw to protect his inner thoughts. Gotcha. But as soon as you probe deeper, he knows. He knows. He'll know, no but at that what. point, it won't be hidden from us anymore. 17. No. That saves? Yeah. Okay. As soon as that happens, you immediately lose connection to because he quickly whips over and looks at you with a very aggressive scowl says it's not playing uh, he has to make an intelligence check to end the spell what he has to make an intelligence check to end the spell not if he counters spells this is a wizard blizzard 
Wizard, lizard. Wizard, lizard. Oh, man, this is getting out of hand. He starts walking and makes his way towards the door. Opens the door, walks out. And any one of us... I wouldn't. Would I know... Okay, I'm going to ask this. This is meta, but I would know this if we'd done this kind of thing before. Can any of us cast Locate Object? Yeah. You know. Anyone cast that at all? No? Okay, good. I won't rely on that then. Um, Your other option is just following him. Yeah, I mean, following him should be easy enough. So then I will just tail him. Okay. Are you going <clears> to... <throat> You see Griff as he starts leaving. No, I will. I will quickly uh, tap. Uh, here we go. As you're walking out, I'll quickly tap past us in the leg and go there. I am going to follow him. I'm going to tell him. You're going to tail the lizard. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just so you know, too, uh, because he never got the name, but you heard whenever he is, he said his name and uh, introduced himself finally. Um, you heard his name. He just kept repeating, "Hibbly Jibbly." Oh, I could take locate object. Oh, uh, not now. Uh, before before we get too far here, I want to maybe suggest I cast a spell. So he's out in front of us just a little bit. Well, he's he's walked out of the out of the building. He's basically at a very fast walking pace. Started walking down the street. Okay. Um, if I can, if we're leaving as a. Uh, well, Griff was getting ready to tell Hasto something. I'm just gonna say. I'm going to tell him if you need me, message me. Okay. His name is Hibbly Ghibli. And I say to you as you start walking away. Thank you. And that's weird. <laughs> so, Hibbly Ghibli. And in case anyone's wondering, its name is Hibbly Ghibli the Wizard Lizard. And I'm going to, I'm going to, I will stalk him, basically. Okay. <laughs> So you're gonna you're gonna how far are you keeping behind him? Hmm. I'm gonna go ahead and keep at least. Um, what would that be? Follow someone by foot. Oh, okay. I'll stay like at all times at least a hundred feet back from him. You want to do the stealth check? Actually, yeah. Give me a stealth check. I'm not gonna ask you. You're obviously trying to keep yourself. No, I don't want to do a stealth. <laughs> bang, 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 I'm coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> but always had her feet behind. He's never sure where the noise is coming from. <laughs> here, Chris, roll behind here. <laughs> it's a 20! That's what we call the player well, he's, screen. He's got a pretty high stealth anyway. The player master screen. I use my inspiration! (laughs) That's okay! (laughs) Because my stealth is. uh, That's a 14. Okay, not the best, but okay. okay. See, you trail behind him couple, you know, about 20 20 feet or so. Enough to be able to kind of watch and everything like that. Um. Managed to kind of follow. Him. He does do a bit of an odd pattern, almost as if he's he's kind of paranoid. I mean, you don't know if he's if he's done this before, but it seems like he's taking a very odd path to kind of like he's trying to prevent people from, from, from following. Um, he kind of goes north a little bit, and then kind of starts veering his way towards the south, coming into a, a part of the the eastern side of town. Um, eventually, he comes to a house that does look very run down. 
walls are decrepit and destroyed, parts of the roof are missing, parts of walls are missing, things like that. Um, the only oddity is, is the front door is completely intact. So, uh, before we continue on with you guys, what are you guys going to do in the bar? Uh, hey, so you're the only one that has really the information that... I know his name is Hibbling Jim. No, Griff told you. I guess. Well, I mean, I've, other than I've you guys saw him leave, what I'm right. I, and I've kind of disseminated like that with like gestures and like. <laughs> I got gas, I gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, uh. So, what are you guys doing in the bar? I think I would have been watching and kind of realized Griff was following, right. and I'm not good at following like that, so not stealthily, so I, I wouldn't just right. stay put. Okay. I would attempt to. You're a minotaur uh, and, a, and a trencher. Throw a po- uh, an appropriate amount of coin on the bar for what I've ordered, mm-hmm. and it's dark outside at this point. It's probably, it's probably about, you've probably, you probably spent like three old food, food and some drinks. <laughs> So I'm I'm comfortable in it's, the dark. And it's about five o'clock. So I mean it's I mean the sun is is just getting it's almost completely set, but it's still got some light out. Okay. If it was dark outside, I would have maybe taken off after him, but because we got a little bit of light off. Right. Lying back. Okay. So you guys just gonna stick around in the bar? Is there any uh is there anyone left who um so folks paid their tabs and booked it. Was there anyone else who looked uncomfortable but stayed? There were a couple that, you know, I mean, there was like maybe one or two persons that, you know, saw him and kind of like, like cringed a little bit and then, you know, stayed or whatnot. A couple of the others, they're so drunk, they don't care. Try to strike up a conversation. I'd like to strike up a conversation with one of those who kind of made a face but stayed. Okay. I mean, there's a there's a, uh, a human man kind of sitting there. He looks like he, he could have potentially been working like with a, a smithy or some kind. Sorry, what's the deal with that guy? He comes around here. He's not that pleasant to talk to. He's, he's very... He's a bit of a loner, very, very odd and... and very eccentric. He, he he hates being around other people. He only comes out here to is I we're assuming just to drink and eat. Other than that, he doesn't. He hates being around people, and he tends to get very annoyed when when people mess with him. How long has he been coming around? Since I've been here, I mean that's a couple of years now. Interesting. Interesting. Say. Ever, ever talked to anybody? Nobody really likes talking to him. He's a bit of an odd one. I mean, you don't see those, those that kind of person around here anyway. An odd one. Usually, there's a, there's a, there's a story about the odd. There's a, there's a reason why people uh, get a reputation like that. Uh, what have you heard? Lizard folk aren't known to be friendly kinds. Some are, some of, some are, but I mean it's very rare and far between. But most people that encounter lizard folk aren't, aren't the the pleasant type. So he's got a bit of a, a reputation. It's kind of like the tieflings; they tend to have that kind of reputation hanging over them as well. I see. Cool. There anyone around here who makes uh, lizard skin boots? I toss a coin his way. It walks right. 
Well, actually, the, oh. <laughs> kind of just looks around and talks to the couple other people sitting at the table and like just, they're a little weirded out, but that's exactly <laughs> how I want to feel. All right. Um, coming back to Griff. Griff, you notice as he approaches the door, he kind of stops for a moment. He kind of looks around, looks down the road. Kind of almost towards you, but you managed to kind of hide yourself in around the corner. Kind of peek around. He's looking around a little bit more. And then he opens the door just enough to kind of squeeze himself into the door. And then immediately closes it directly behind. Just promptly. Very, very, with a not terribly loud shut. But I mean, it sounded like it could have slammed. But it was like kind of squeezed in and just shut really quick. And this is a... Uh... A, a very large pristine door. It's I mean it's a it's a normal house home door and everything. Not fairly large, but it's a it's a decent sized door. But it looks like even though there's, you know, walls decaying and some are broken, roofs broken and whatnot like that, that that thing one is one of the potentially one of the things that I mean looks like it's completely been untouched by time. So he just installed a new door. <laughs> Well, I mean, and even then, like, you're looking at it, and it's like, okay, why is this door standing here when there are no walls around it? Could be a dimension door. Could yeah. be, uh, I'll go up to the door. I will quietly go up to the door. Uh, first of all, I'm going to check to look and see if there's anybody looking out at me at the street or anything okay. like that. And uh, you want me to roll for that? I mean, you look around. I mean, there might be a couple people, but they're not really taking notice of you. They've... I mean, they're kind of just walking back to their homes, things like that. People coming off of work, going back to home. I'm going to um, approach uh, the door then, and I will check to see if it's trapped. It's looking, just... looking around the door, there's no traps because you kind of look, you look, and then you look on the other side of the door, and there are no traps. <laughs> it's just the back side of the door. Just the back side of the door. By chance, is there a little red light at the top? Uh, no. I'm going to see if uh, I can... I'm going to go ahead and see if the... Turn the door on and see if it will open. Open the door into what you saw on the other side of the door. A broken down, disheveled house. Mm. Great. Magic. (sighs) I mean, from the most part, I mean, you see the the main... Part of the house, it is somewhat in still slightly intact. Walls are crumbling, roofs missing, things like that around here and there. Um, kind of notice off to one of the sides that there is a room that looks like it used to be like a dining room. It still has a table that's molded and rotted with some partial pieces of silverware, but they're mostly rusted and cracked and broken dishes too. Um, you kind of notice from the door that there's a hallway that goes down into kind of what looks like it used to maybe be a library. There's just little bits and pieces of what you can discern are books on the ground, as well as broken shelves and like that, and there seems to be like a desk back there too. Mm-hmm. Alright, well, I guess I will take a look at the desk just for a little bit. You're going to go into that house and look at that thing just there. Coming into the, the that room in particular, it does look as though it might have been a study or a library. Um, there are no books on the shelves because the shelves have all been broken and burned. Um, what book pieces you could find um, are either molded or you know 
charge or crisp if you touched them, they probably would just fall apart in your hands. You come up to the desk, you notice that the desk is still somewhat intact. Um, it seems to be not as damaged as the rest of the house. You do see that there is a massive black scorch mark coming from the top of the desk, almost as if whatever destroyed this house happened right here. Looking around the desk, you manage to spot the, the side with the drawers there. It's got about six drawers. Some of them are open and empty. Um, there are a couple that are closed. Um, one in particular is still closed that has a, uh, a lock on it. Or a lock, a keyhole. Well, as long as I can, I'll go ahead and pick that up. Okay. Do a little slide of hand check with proficiency, because I believe you have a case to Yep. Plus five proficiency. Uh, no, it's plus two or plus three. This is proficiency. Oh, so by doing a sleight of hand, it'd be your sleight of hand check plus you add. Well, so because it's you already have proficiency with it, you you actually get advantage with the service. So because you're already proficient with these tools. Well, okay, so that's gonna be a twenty-seven. Ah. Uh, Going down into to where the lock is, um, you notice that it has looked like somebody's trying to break into it. Yeah, you can it. Um, however, that the um, it looks like somebody's trying to break into it, but it seems like they've been unsuccessful. You kind of feel around with your thieves' tools. Uh, you hear some clicking, but it doesn't quite lock. But yeah, it seems as though you might have to do a little bit more digging, potentially. Two more to be specific. <laughs> well, I guess I can keep uh, trying to unlock it. That's going to be a 25. Okay. Um, messing with the tumblers a little bit more, you feel it starting to loose up just a little bit more, but it's not quite there. 21. Okay. After about a minute more, you manage to finally get that last piece of the lock, which you hear a little bit of a clip, and it kind of just juts open just a little bit. I'll carefully fill in the door, make sure there's no traps, or lock that is uh, complicated. It doesn't seem like the, that there was any type of traps in there. In there, you slowly open it. You notice that as you begin to open it, that there is a couple quills in there, an ink bottle, um, very nicely crafted ornate pipe in there as well. Mm -hmm. um, below all that, there is uh, several sheets of paper. Um, all of this, which surprisingly enough, doesn't look like it was damaged at all by whatever fire or explosion happened to this house. Mm -hmm. sturdy drawer. I'll take the pipe out and I'll look at the piece of paper, see if there's anything on them. Uh, Papers here and there have some hand drawings and some gibberish on them. It's hard to make out. It doesn't really make much sense. Um, eventually, you find a, a folded, a fairly large folded piece of paper. Uh, unfolding the paper, uh, you manage to find a map. Yay. Magic door installed in a destroyed house. 
Searched the destroyed house. Found a map. Map and map, map and map. Reference. Basilisk. One underground key fragments. One in sky. Hmm. So there is maybe a key fragment there or there. Okay. Looks like he's crossed a lot of places off the map. There is definitely no key fragments there. Maybe. Oh, he's still searching Galen's hope. Key fragments broken and separated. One taken far north, lost near Snowglen. One taken to mountains near dwarves, given to mystical beast, lost to horrible dragon. Village outside of Snowglen was ch- uh, changed with protecting fragments. He has been missing charged, for some charge. Charged with protecting. He was missing for some time, but couldn't have uh, gone far. Suppose it's fought his cave near village where he was supposed to be kept. Ask village? Well, evidently Aspen doesn't do well with this guy. Key fragment taken into the mountains and given to powerful being. Creature left home for a time when uh, dragon came in and stole from it, including the key fragment. Chest the keys go to hold a weapon of amazing power! Hmm. One underground, one in sky. Keep running. So we know that one's in broken separate one taken to uh, far north, lost near Snowblend, one taken to mountains near dwarves, given to mystical beast, lost to horrible dragon. So the ones that were under this on the earth is now missing, and the one that was in the sky is now missing too. Key mountains, powerful being, creature left home for a time, wood dragon came and stole from it, including the key fragment. I wonder if perhaps at the scene of the crime is the best place to uh I might be the best place to start for that It's a magic door. <laughs> Village outside of Snowblend was changed with protect charge. I don't know why I keep saying change. Charged with protecting fragment. No. He has been missing for some time. I guess I didn't tell him that the guy blocked my spell. No, he didn't. So we know that there's a powerful wizard. I still say that this guy to come back out of his hiding hole. Except he probably never will now. That door took him far, far away. Alright, well I've got a map. What a weird house, man. <laughs> off you go. Off I go indeed. Okay. With a brand new pipe and a nice ring. <laughs> yep.